Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hi everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Project Give Back Connects, leading by example. If you have one person, just one person who admires you, watches you, thinks of you as their role model, you are a leader. And that is a huge responsibility. Because when your actions can put a smile on someone else's face, you're leading them in a positive direction. Today's guests are all esteemed. I say that word esteemed because it doesn't come lightly. It means respected and admired. And to get that title, esteemed, you have to earn that. And that comes with grit and compassion and empathy and understanding. Each guest tonight gets this as they lead by example. And they all have a secret weapon. And that is the power of giving. They know all about it. And they're going to talk about that with you tonight. So our first guest really needs no introduction. You have seen him day in and day out, helping us, all of us, our families, helping our city. He's there all the time. As mayor, we can't even imagine what it must be like leading the people of our city, not only every day, but during a pandemic. You know, the best gift that you can give anyone is time. And we have witnessed this with Mayor Tory over and over and over again. And even today, because he's here with us tonight. So welcome to Project Give Back Connects. Thank you so much for being here. Well, and thank you very much for having me. And uh, you've given me something uh, by giving me the pleasure of being able to talk about something that I really believe in very strongly, and that's giving back. And you know, it doesn't matter whether you do something small or whether you try to do something big, and you should dream about doing something big. Um, they all make a difference. You know, I, I, I want to compare two stories at either end of my life. I mean, I hope I've got some, some time to go yet. But when I was about in grade five, my grandmother took me on Christmas Day we celebrated Christmas in our family, still do. And she took me on Christmas Day to, to do Meals on Wheels, to take meals to people on Christmas Day who were people who were maybe older or maybe they had a disability and they couldn't go out. So they needed somebody to bring food to them. And all I can remember from the experience is the look on the faces of the people when you showed up to bring them their Christmas dinner. I mean, it's just a look that you, you never get over. And that's giving something to yourself, you know, by doing something like that for them. And then last week, just last week, I went to visit a new supportive housing uh, development that we're building. And supportive housing means that you have apartments for people. Sometimes it's the first apartment they've ever had because they're people that have had a lot of issues in their lives, maybe with mental health, or maybe they have a bit of a problem with, uh, uh, you know, out drinking too much alcohol. And we provide these houses to people, but they call it supportive housing because there's a lot of people there to help you, to coach you and to help you deal with your issues and to feel better. And again, I saw the same look. The same look that I'd seen when I was in grade five or grade six when my grandmother took me out on Christmas Day, because those people were so happy 
that in this case, you and your families had given them this supportive housing because it's something that we do to help each other so that those people won't be on the street, sleeping on the street or uh, maybe harming themselves in some way because they have all these issues in their lives. And so I found throughout all the times in between that from when my grandmother taught me about giving back on Christmas Day, all those years ago to today, that the best you feel, the best you feel, uh, the best that uh, other people feel. So you make not only yourself feel good, but more importantly, you make someone else feel good is when you give back, when you give a little bit of time, as Ellen said, time is the most valuable thing we all have, or you give something else uh, to other people. You're helping to build up the city or the community that you live in. You're helping to build up yourself. And most importantly, you're helping to build up somebody else, because if you help build up somebody else, that makes them stronger. And then they're probably in a position where they can help somebody else. And that's the way the world works best. It isn't about, you know, all, all the things we talk about all the time when you talk about success. It's about helping other people and building a strong community, a strong city. And we happen to live in the city of Toronto and helping each other is just the way to go about that. So I'm so happy that Project Give Back is all about tonight and other times giving back. And I just hope that you can remember that for the rest of your life. If you can think every day, you know, remember when I was a Boy Scout, they told you to do a good turn to somebody every day. Not a bad way to think about it. If you just do a little something for somebody every day, whether it's your family or somebody else, a stranger opening a door, even small things like that, it's going to make you feel better and it's going to make them feel better and it's going to make for a better world. Got so many problems in the world, but there's a lot of good things going on too. So thank you very much for letting me have this few words. I'm so glad you're going to hear from my friend Jordan Banks as well, because he's a person that knows how to give back to just like Ellen does. So good luck to everybody. And thank you very much for letting me be part of this. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, you know how to walk the walk and talk the talk and you're just such a role model for so many people. And thank you. Thank you for being you, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, we're in for another treat. Another esteemed leader. His name is Jordan Banks and he is the president of Rogers Sports and Media. He's responsible for over 4,000 employees, over 100 TV channels and stations, radio stations, podcasts, Today's Shopping Choice, and Sportsnet. He was named one of Canada's 50 most powerful people and one of the most influential innovators of Canada. Before this gig of his, he was the managing director of Facebook and Instagram. Quick story before Jordan talks. Um, I make these bracelets, okay? So they look like this and they're a moral compass to remember the lessons that Jacob taught us in life, in his very short life. So I got a call from Jordan when I started making them saying, Ellen, I'd really like a dozen, please. So made them up and made a special one for him, a men's bracelet and sent them to him. And then I got a call right back. Ellen, you sent me the wrong bracelets. Like, what do you mean I sent you the wrong bracelets? He said, I wanted 12 of the men's bracelets, like the one that you gave me. And I went, wow, that's really nice. You know, that's, wow, why? And he said, well, those messages are so powerful and I wanna follow those lessons. So in case my bracelet breaks, I want extras so I can just slip it back on. So those lessons are to be positive, to be grateful, to live in the moment and to be accepting of others. And that says so much about our next speaker, 
Jordan Banks. Welcome, Jordan. Uh, well, I mean, thank you so much for that really nice and kind introduction, Ellen. And, and you know, before I jump into some thoughts, I just wanted to, to express to Mayor Tory, I know I speak on behalf of everyone when I say this, that, uh, you know, we are blessed not only to live in one of the great cities in the world, but to be led by one of the great mayors and one of the great people in the world. And, and uh, you know, as Ellen says, you continue to not only talk the talk, but walk the walk in such a profound and meaningful way. And, and you know, I, I know I speak on behalf of all Torontonians when I say thank you and, and a special thanks for, for being here tonight. Um, you know, when I listen to Ellen's introduction and, and I listen to her words of wisdom, it's so especially meaningful coming from her because when I see Ellen and think about Ellen, I think about family. We have, we have so many points of like weird and wonderful connection. So my, my mom uh, helps out in the classrooms of Project Give Back. My sister-in-law, Penny, helps out in the, in the classrooms of Project Give Back. Uh, you know, our daughter, Skylar, won a very nice award from Project Give Back not so long ago. Faith and I have been very fortunate to be able to support both Project Give Back and Jacob's Ladder uh, over time. Faith grew up with, with uh, Ellen's younger brother, Rob, who not only is a great guy, but was the best hockey coach my son has ever had. Uh, I grew up with Rob's fantastic wife, Nancy, uh, from my early teen years to today. She remains a very dear friend. And we used to live down the street from the Schwartz family. And so we got to know and love Jakey for many, many years. And the list goes on and on. And so that's why I feel so like unbelievably honored and touched to have been invited tonight to talk about one of the most important and and I'd actually say one of the most meaningful things in my life, which is the responsibility and the power of, of giving back. And, you know, as I think about it, it's somewhat ironic that I'm speaking on this topic because literally for the better part of the first like 20 years of my life, I wouldn't have had much to say at all on this topic. I think about those first 20 years and I was really focused on sports and school and, and friends I didn't really come from a family that had money to give to charities. And, and yeah, I saw, you know, some of my family members volunteering at their synagogues or, or for their kids' sports teams. But unlike, you know, what you heard with Mayor Tory on Christmas days, I, I never really thought much about giving back to my community or, or why it mattered. And then that all changed uh, in university. And I went to the University of Western Ontario with my very good friend, Michael Callis, who's on this call. We were members of the same fraternity. And in my second year, there was a program run through our our chair, our um, fraternity that allow us to contribute to a program that was like big brothers, big sisters. And I remember the only commitment was if you sign up, we need two hours from you every weekend and we need a full commitment for six months. There was no cutting out in the middle. So I remember thinking long and hard about it and all the competing priorities I had for my time. And then I decided to do it. And I'll never forget the first two hour session. I sort of dreaded it. And thinking, oh my, what am I going to talk about? And I could be doing a million other things. And, and, th and then before I knew it, I was sitting across the picnic table from a young 11-year-old boy in a park, and we started talking. And he was shy, and, and I was less shy, and I started trying to draw out from him some of the things he liked to do in life and, and some of the things that some of what, what his friends liked to do and, and where he went to school. And, and the two hours went like that. And I'll never forget getting up, from that, getting up from that picnic bench as his dad was ready to pick him up. And there was a big smile on his face. And from that point forward, I understood exactly what Mayor Tory referenced, which is when you give back, you also get back. 
I felt so good for every two hour session thereafter, right? So giving back and getting back, they are not mutually exclusive. What I realized at that point in time in my life was the more I gave, the more I received. And that sounds totally selfish, but but what I've learned as I've gotten older and wiser is the act of, of getting while giving is anything but selfish. And so, you know, maybe to that end, I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes for a second. And when you close your eyes, just imagine this, that this morning there was a headline that a wonder drug had been introduced to the world. And for $100 a month, you'd get that wonder drug. And that wonder drug would guarantee that you were going to lead a healthier, happier, longer life. Your life would be full of self-esteem and confidence. You would make many meaningful connections in the community with people who were kind and empathetic. It would also allow you to meet many people that would be longtime friends, colleagues, and mentors. And at the end of the day, you'd also be making the world a better place. So when you open your eyes, I'm sure everybody would have put up their hand and say, sign me up for 100 bucks a month. I'm in. Sounds too good to be true. And what my experience is, is you don't need the drug and you don't need to pay $100 a month, right? You get it by giving back. And I've lived it. And when I think about the last three decades of my life and, and the various ways I've been able to give back, very fortunately able to give back, here's what I've found to be true when you focus your time and effort on helping others. And so giving back has allowed me to live a happier life. And, and I know for me, I am always full. It takes me back to that when I was 19 in the park or across the picnic table, right? I am always full of great energy and happiness when I know that I'm giving back and making a difference in the lives of people who need help. And actually, by measuring hormones and brain activity, what researchers have now discovered is that by being helpful to others, it delivers immense pleasure. And human beings are hardwired to give to others, right? The more we give, the happier we feel. And hence, the notion of giving back is also getting back. Giving back has also made me a whole lot more self-confident, and it's given me higher self-esteem. Because when you give back, you are doing good for others in the community. And humans have this, this, this need, this, this sense of, I have the opportunity to give back. Um, and I'm fortunate to be able to give back. And therefore, I should give back because what it does, it provides me a natural sense of accomplishment, right? Your ability and desire to give back also gives you a huge sense of pride and of identity. And the better you feel about yourself, the more likely you are to have a positive view of your life and your future goals, and ultimately, the better chance you have of actually achieving them. Giving back has also allowed me to feel much more connected to other people and other communities. And you might say, well, that sounds interesting, but why is that important? And what we know is that human connection is the absolute best antidote for loneliness and depression and anger and frustration and many of the mental health feelings that are so prevalent in our society today, right? We as humans have a need for connection and we have a need for a sense of purpose. It is embedded in our DNA. We are all social beings who need to know that we are part of something way greater than ourselves. And, and if you study the areas of the world, a guy named Dan Buettner did this. He studied the areas of the world where people live the longest. And there really are two and only two common pervasive themes in each of those geographic locations. One is what the people eat, and two is how connected and involved they are in their communities. You know, and to that end, and according to Harvard, 
Giving back is also going to make me live longer and live healthier. The Harvard School of Public Health, and I'm sure some of you have read this study, did this really in-depth study about a decade ago around 5,000 households and did a bunch of survey work around people, what they did in their communities, their sense of belonging and giving back, and ultimately and empirically how healthy they were and how long they lived. And there was this direct correlation between involvement and longevity and health. Giving back has also, and this is really underlined in a big way, allowed me to meet some of the most important people in my life. And when I think about the organizations I've been involved with, the, the community boards I've sat on, the fundraising I've done, the volunteering I've done, I think about some of the most important colleagues and friends and mentors and confidants that exist today and are very important in making me who I am. And, and one of the pieces of bedrock, one of the foundations of getting involved in the community is you meet people in a different circumstance. There's no power dynamic. It's not about age. It's not about title. It's not about business. It's not about education. It's about people coming together for similar causes with similar moral compasses, ready to roll up their sleeves, get stuff done to the benefit that are that, that, to those that are less vulnerable. And that is an environment where you can really create long, lifelong bonds. I would also say that giving back has allowed me to improve my life skills and my work skills, right? It's allowed me to do things that, that I never, ever otherwise would have got to do in public settings, especially early on in my career. Things like public speaking, organizing events, promoting causes, you know, fundraising, all very important skills for, what, for, for much of what you're going to do in your life. And, and, and now, in my current capacity, the first thing I generally look for in a job candidate is their commitment to giving back. It's one of the first questions I ask in an interview. Tell me about your involvement with those who need your help. And it also shows me somebody's ability or inability to multitask and prioritize their time. What else? Well, giving back has, allows all of us to very profoundly give thanks and, and gratitude for the good fortune we may have, while at the same time helping those who are less fortunate. And I'm sure many of you have heard the Mahatma Gandhi quote, which is, a nation's greatness is measured solely by how it treats its weakest members. And so everybody on this call and everybody in our society, we all have a vested interest in keeping Canada great and making it even greater. And so we have no choice but to treat the weakest and the most vulnerable members in our society with dignity, with love, with respect, and we need to take good care of them all. And finally, giving back helps inspire others to do the same. When your friends and your colleagues and your family members see you doing good in society with your communities and giving back, they are inspired to do the exact same thing. And, and look no further than Ellen, right? How many people has Ellen inspired thousands across the country to say to themselves, who are the Jacobs in our lives, in our communities, in our cities? And how can we go and help and make their lives better and richer and more filled with richness and opportunity, right? Everybody needs to be inspired and everybody needs a role model and a leader in their lives. And Ellen has certainly been that for so many of us around the country. And that's only one of the many reasons I love her so much. And so, so after all of that, you might be saying to yourself, well, that, that sounds pretty good to me. But like, I, got, I have no idea where to begin. How do I start? And, and it's, it's not as daunting as it should be, because the way you start is to ask yourself, 
what or who do I deeply care about? And, and maybe said another way, you could ask yourself, if I had a magic wand, what would I fix and who would I help? And that's really after my big brother's experience in London, that's how I got involved. I, I had five grandparents who suffered from Alzheimer's and I saw what that disease did not only to them, but to our family. And so very early on, I started thinking, you know what, if I'm going to get involved, that's a cause that is very near and dear to my heart. And I want to do something about funding research and increasing awareness. And, and that was really my launch pad to meeting incredible people, feeling good about myself and doing more. And so then the question is, well, once I've identified that thing, you know, what can I do? How do, how, how do I add value? And I think for a long time, people equated adding value in the community giving back with fundraising and, and, and donating. And, and while I think that's one piece of it, what you heard from Ellen, I think, is the biggest piece. And, and Ellen said the best gift you have, you heard this from Mayor Tory as well, the best asset you have, the most valuable currency you have is your time and your brains. And so it's no longer just about cutting checks. It's about taking what you know, what you're comfortable with, things that you can do better than most, and identifying and then aligning with a cause or a charity to make them better as a result. And, and one of the things I love to say is community service is the rent we all should pay for living in the greatest country in the world. And, and anyone can do it, right? It's incredibly rewarding. And frankly, the future of our great country relies on all of us feeling empowered and motivated to give back and make a huge difference. And, and so, Ellen, I, I really appreciate you giving me some time to talk tonight, and, and, and what you do is just so spectacular, and, uh, and I appreciate everybody dialing in and listening, and, and go Team Project Give Back, uh, just spectacular, and, and thank you for inviting me tonight. I just love you. <laughs> you. What amazing advice. I can't wait to share this episode with so many of our classrooms, because I want every child to watch these messages, because they're so important. And you nailed it. It doesn't matter. It's not about the money. It's about the time. It's about your talent. It's about what you can give. And I love that magic wand analogy. If you could just go poof, what would you do? I just, that's so brilliant, Jordan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh. So speaking of gifts, you know, imagine if you were young and you knew what that gift was. Many of us don't, okay? Well, our next guest knows what that gift is. Well, knows what one of them, she has lots of them, but this one in particular, she found it very young and she is sharing it with the world and she's gonna share it with us tonight. Jules, welcome. This is Jules Halpern. Hi, today I'm going to sing uh, uh, an original song which is called Sing. So, stormy days found a red bull paradise comes and levels my happy place, my happy place. Tell myself something special, close my eyes, learn to let go when I need space, when I need space. I gotta say a thing, all I gotta 
So Jules comes and sings most Sundays. We do a concert for people of all abilities and Jules often comes and sings and melts our hearts. Jules, just all you got to sing and sing and sing and please keep bringing joy to the world. You are, you are spectacular. Thank you, Jules. All right. So it's time for our shining star of the evening. We met Lily in one of our classes this year, and she chose a cause that she's going to talk to you about, but her heart just came shining through, and Lily is in grade four, and she's here today to talk about her wonderful cause. Welcome, Lily, to Project Give Back Connects. Hi, my name is Lily Tannenbaum, and I'm a grade four student. The charity that I've chosen for my project give back is Phone Connect. Phone Connect collects old and used cell phones from people in the community and distributes them to the homeless or vulnerable people of Toronto. I chose Phone Connect because Dr. Andrea Summers, who is here today and is also the founder of this charity, is a very close family friend of ours, and I was very impressed and interested in this project. I also feel that the charity is so important to our community right now during this COVID-19 pandemic. The motivation behind this project is that the emergency room physicians were noticing that people from the homeless or vulnerable communities in Toronto were coming into the ER with various medical problems. They would undergo a variety of tests, but when the test results came in, there was no way to get in touch with these people, for they didn't have phones or a fixed address. 
This became a bigger problem with the COVID pandemic and people were being tested for COVID, yet still there was no way to provide them with the results. The idea of Phone Connect was born before the pandemic, but is now being put into practice. And the gift of what many people think of as a helpful little piece of technology is actually a lifeline to those who don't have it. These people aren't connected and the looks on their faces when they receive the phones are so amazing. They light up and feel like someone is actually caring for them. The charity accepts donations of both money as well as old cell phones and flip phones. Many people donated by mail after, after they heard the TV and radio interviews. People within the hospital see signs in the department and on the hospital intranet and give phones directly to Dr. Summers. Dr. Summers has used her social network to promote the project. These includes her kids' camp and school, as well as online community group chats, like Next Door Neighbor, and social media posts on Facebook and Twitter. Project Giveback has been a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I enjoyed every single second of it. And I think I can speak for the rest of my classmates when I say that as well. Being given the opportunity to choose a charity that means so much to me and having the privilege of learning about it, as well as the charities chosen by my classmates, has been a unique and eye-opening experience for me. From global warming to animal shelters, I have to say that my classmates pretty much covered every topic. And it was all thanks to our amazing PGB teacher, Amy Greenberg. She provided us with guidance and support and really made each one of us feel special and accomplished. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my project give back with you all. And a special thank you to Ellen Schwartz and her exceptional family for bringing the idea of project give back to life. Lily, way to go, Lily. You know, on this episode of leadership, there is no doubt in my mind that you are a leader of tomorrow. Just, you are one special person. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us tonight. So everyone, it's now time. My gosh, this is our, our last time. We're gonna see her for a while, but welcome Lindsay at Kindness Corner. Hi, Lindsay. Hi everyone. Back in April, 2020, during the early days of the pandemic, One to Give was formed by myself, Fern, Jessica, and Leah. We all wanted to stop feeling helpless and find ways to help our city's most vulnerable. In September, Project Give Back joined us for these amazing bi-weekly Zoom sessions. And Kindness Corner became a time to not only look at how the pandemic has affected you as an individual, but to look deeper and to look for meaningful ways to give back. Each episode, you all answered the call, how can I help? So these are some of the things that we did together. Some of the ways that we all made a difference. Baking and donating food to Beaten Cupboard Food Bank, collecting hundreds of essential supplies for youth without shelter, sending coffee to long-term care home nurses and staff, writing letters to isolated seniors, collecting thousands of socks for Seeds of Hope, buying school supplies for over 800 vulnerable families during our most recent lockdown, 
and most recently collecting bikes for youth of Malton. At One to Give, we believe that if we all give a little, it becomes a lot. We wanna change the giving mindset from small, from large and finite to small and sustainable. We believe that all of these small things can make a big difference. And we couldn't have done what we did this year without the Project Give Back community. Each episode, everyone was so enthusiastic. Each donation, each connection, each offer to help, it all made a difference. And as society continues to open up, one to give isn't going anywhere. We need to continue to ask ourselves who has been hit the hardest during this pandemic? What areas, what groups of people need the most help? We wanna to continue to be your kindness connector and connect people to meaningful ways to give. And that giving can be in many different ways. It can be through donations, it can be through time. Um, keep following our journey on Instagram at one to give to or one to give.org. And we can't wait to continue working together with Project Give Back to make a difference. And as always, kindness is contagious. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. We look forward to watching your posts and to following you and to helping you. And thank you for all you're doing. It's just incredible. Thank you, honey. Thank, thank you so much. So everybody, that is a wrap. I can't believe it. Uh, Mayor Tory, thank you for coming tonight. Jordan, Thank you so much. Jules, keep on singing. Lily, thank you so much. All of you, thank you for coming out. As always, let's embrace each other. Let's be kind to one another. Let's learn from one another. Please have a safe summer and we'll see you in September. Bye everybody. Mwah. Open your heart today.